What up, y'all? I'm Rajay. Mm, I was about to say I'm shallow right over you, my bad. It's okay. Let's go. What up, y'all? I'm Rajay. And I'm Shy, and welcome to the RXS Podcast. The podcast where we provide inspiration, motivation, and information to the music community. Gang! Yes, let's go! So listen. What up? What or who are we talking to today? We got the big homie in the building. Mm. So this is a very sentimental episode for me. Uh-huh. Um, he talked about some deep, heavy stuff that he's never discussed before. Mm-hmm. So um, y'all get ready for a ride. Let's go. All right. We here. I got the big homie in the crib. Hey. Lord Jesus. Tank. Ooh. Tank, if y'all know me, y'all know Tank. If y'all don't know Tank, y'all mm. know Tank because I talk about him. Do you really know me? Ah. <laughs> I don't know if I know myself sometimes. Woo. Wow. Never mind. I guess that's why we here, right? Right. Mm. Hey. 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 So listen, let's let's start. Let's let's go right into it because you already there. Let's start from the top, though. Me and my mouth. Me and my mouth. Yes. Let's start from the top, Tank. Tell them where you're from. Starting from the top, man, I am from the wonderful city of Wilson, North Carolina. Two five in the building. Two five two. But Formerly nine one nine for all the older folks that was born, you know, eighty to eighty five. So anybody after eighty five, you don't understand. So they used it. to have a nine. So Wilson used to have nine one nine. Nine one nine, man. It was nine one nine. And then they got two five two because I think the whatever was going on, Raleigh was just a better area to have it. So I'm like, okay, oh. cool. So take it, Raleigh. Y'all can have it. So what was it like growing up in Wilson? What was it like growing up in Wilson? Uh, family oriented. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a, it's a it's a homey town. Yeah. I don't know uh, any other way to say that. It's that just is very homey. True. That's and true. by that, it's literally your next door neighbor is probably your cousin, your great auntie, <laughs> uncle, or something down the line. So yeah. it's it's a given. So yeah. and anybody that knew you or knows your family, they were able to correct you if something was going wrong. So that's what I'm like when I say homie. Like because yeah, you can't do that now, Tank. No, no, you can't no, even no. so much as raise your voice at somebody's kid. Man, you can't even do a TikTok or Twitter <laughs> post about a kid. So <laughs> that is true. Like seriously, you can't do anything now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. For those, for those, for young folks now, y'all got it made. Yeah, because anybody could whoop you back in the days, and it was acceptable. I, like if you were in the core group, I, like any, they can whoop you, man. They can get you. They could whoop you. And then you get home they and t- get a whooping for having to get a whooping. And then for those who dad probably worked at night so they won't home when they found out about it, when you got, got out of school, again. he woke up just to get you. God almighty. Boy, you got three sentences for one offense. One offense. And, and probably all you did was just decide to jump a fence next door because <laughs> your ball went over there, look but you shouldn't have been playing with the ball. <laughs> hey, look. Okay, so – I I I'm I gotta say this. Okay. And we'll we'll keep digging. But this young lady is grown. Yo, my y'all, daughter. I gotta understand the situation here. I have uh traveled many places in my life. And when I came back home the first time, she was sitting between my middle finger yeah. and this part of my arm. Yeah. Now she up here at my shoulder. Yes. That's it's amazing. Crazy. But it's crazy. Beautiful family, man. Yeah, I, man, I appreciate I, that. Bro. Again, as we go through, thank you guys for having me. Man. Y'all you already know, know I, I said 24-7, I'm proud of you. Thank um, you, bro. Keep up the work. You and 
the wife. Yes, shot in the building. She behind the camera. Hey, where she at? I know what she had. I'm just playing around. She over here. Um, yeah, I, I I appreciate what you guys are doing together. Yes, sir. You know, um, there's a lot of things that couples don't do together. Yeah. And having a business together, yes, having sir. a vision together yes, sir. is very important. And I appreciate seeing it in y'all. Y'all had it even when we was younger. And y'all know me. I was like, these people. <laughs> I'm trying with y'all over here, sir. Y'all serious, sir. <laughs> but I'm I'm proud of that and y'all have maintained. So, you know, I get that that Thank sentimental you. moment out of the way. All right, so Wilson. Wilson. So yeah. so let's let's go. You grew up in Wilson. Grew up in Wilson. So let's go straight to it. You a PK. All day, every day. The the, the And you're not just a PK. The best worst kind of PK. The the worst <laughs> best worst best. Worst, worst, worst abyss. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got several titles with that thing. That wow, thing. we're and we are not going to disclose those. But, no, but no. listen, hey, look, it's, it is the usual PK syndrome. Uh, and so, I was, were you? Did you have the PK syndrome? I did. I really, did. I had the PK syndrome off the fact that I knew I could say some things, uh-huh. and people would try to correct me. But it's like, well, we can't tell the pastor that he ain't gonna really believe us. So I, I, a few people, you to, abuse your to, PK call. To y'all, I'm so sorry. I just took advantage of the situation and I tried it. I got away sometimes, not every time, but yeah. But no, P, yeah, I was a PK. Uh, and you're not, but you're not just a PK. <coughs> uh, your dad, shout out to Ricky Daltry Senior. What up, man? He's not just a pastor. He's like. An influencer, pastor. man. That guy. How? How? What is that like? Pressure. Mm. Pressure. Uh, probably something I never talked about. And by the way, this is my first interview. Shout out to hey, the people for gang, first gang, interview. Gang. Uh, and when I say pressure, it's the pressure of <laughs> the do's and the don'ts of being a PK. Because if I do this, I have to worry about how people feel because I'm a PK. I got to worry about how. They're going to view my father. So it kind of forces you to have this mindset that I can only do but so much. Mm. And when I do this, I need to be somewhere else. When um, and that's your, Oh, my God. They're going to face. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, if you know the infamous live face, the she face. is back there making the face. Uh, yeah. So that, that was the pressure and just trying to figure out how to live a life as a young man growing up, being a musician, yeah. and your dad's a PK. And yeah. I'm not going to say all musicians are bad, but we've all had our share. I'll leave it at that. And so just trying to navigate through that. So it was definitely pressure because you don't want to ruin your father's name. You don't want to bring shame. And oh, you man. figure out how to become who you need to become in whatever situation you're in. Yeah. So you're a PK. Mm-hmm. But you're a musician, too. So let's yeah. go back. Let's go back. And let's talk about the journey of Tank the drummer. How do we? How do we? How do we end up on drums? How do we end up on drums? Uh, so it started as a, I was a twinkle in my father's eye, of being a drummer. Um, so when I say that, uh, the story goes, being a, a baby, my dad would take my legs and whatever beat is playing, he would just take them and do the bass drum, and the snare, and just do that. He'll mimic the song. So. After a while, when a song came on without him being there, 
my legs was just moved to the the music. Um, That's so, crazy. Yeah, pops was pops was training me before I could even walk or even hold my own bottle. Yeah. So before I could uh, hold my bottle, I knew how to move my feet to some music. Yeah, man. And so that kind of translated to being the the little kid. Everybody got the story. I think anybody who grew up in church, your first instrument was a drum. Yeah, you got them sticks, Doc. Just because it's the most exciting thing to see. It's loud. It's the it's, loudest. It's loud, and you see somebody doing this, and it's like, yes, my yeah, hands yes, can move. Yes, I get to, move. I get to so, go crazy. Yeah, so I saw that, and it just kind of took off because, again, my feet have been trained at an early yeah. age. So probably about three when I was able to play mm-hmm. at church, which is the craziest thing because – I couldn't sit on the drum throne. Mm. We, my dad had, I'll never forget it. He had the Jelly Bean Lugwood set, which was a Vista Light kit. And anybody didn't know about those kits, they are beautiful. Yeah. So, of course, it's the old, the older, I ain't gonna say the older, it was just that particular series that had the 12, 13, 16 times, and they're deep mm-hmm. in the 22 inch bass drum. So, I'm three. I can't see over anything. So, I had to take the drum set. They will push the drum set closer. Take the throne. So this is the throne. This is me. And we literally had to push it up against the wall, and I would lean up against the wall, and they pulled the drum set closer so I can play. So you were standing? I was standing and playing. I was standing and playing at three, and um, it, they had a drummer there. Um, I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ain't going to say what I called him <laughs> as I got older. but <laughs> Don't say uh, it. It wasn't nothing bad. It was just... It was his style of playing. Okay, and you next. So, so take that's where we get that from. So listen, <laughs> fast forward. By the time, by the time we are with Tank, we have this thing where we can find a nickname associated. Hey, we can associate. He had a, he had a nickname. I, <laughs> I called him Rim because it seemed like every time, every time that's, that was it. I know but, what you talking so like that. <laughs> right. But as I got older, I realized he did a lot of reggae. So that was That's what, why he did it. So yeah. it, the mimic the timbali sound. So it made sense. But yeah, so he was playing and three-year-old me come in and I'm able to at least keep the tempo going. And everybody knows if you're the PK, which at this time I'm not officially a PK. I am a... The son of a... No, I'm an APK. Okay, <laughs> Associate <what> that... pastor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, APK. I like that. So, because it was my grandfather's church. And so, uh, of course, as I kept playing... Yo, what's going on? This is your boy Tank Bangin'. I have recently done a collaboration with my brother and my sister, Rajay and Shy, for a dope hoodie that simply says, simple makes sense. If you don't get it, Keep reading it, it'll come to you. So if you like the sound of that, please go over to their website. That is rajxshy.com. Go purchase that hoodie today. Today, 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 today. Um, typical situation. You got the young kid coming up. Yeah. We ain't gotta pay him a whole bunch of money. Oh, we ain't gotta pay him at, at all. all. Cause, Cause it's my grandson. Yeah, it's my grandson. So I started playing more then. Um, and it just, it just grew from, from that. Mm-hmm. And I started learning more 
with my dad because my dad was giving lessons. Which interesting thing is, I never had an official lesson with my dad. Mm-hmm. I would go to the lessons that he was giving to other guys. Oh, so you learned from just watching him teach other people? Yeah. So that that's that literally so how. So I, I got a question: Were you ever salty that he didn't directly teach you? No, not at all. That's good, Tank. Why not? Because I, he was teaching you. Because he was teaching. They were trying to start playing at church, and I was already playing at church. Mm, interesting. So yeah. you're like, I, I got that. Like, I'm just picking up some of the other fundamentals that I didn't have, but I just had the gift to be able to sit down and do stuff. Okay. But no, nah, I, I don't think, no, nah, I never got mad about That's that. Because he would take me, yeah. and I took the opportunity to play this on this drum. <laughs> yeah. Snare. Move That's my stick up. That's your kid voice. Yeah. <laughs> my dad would, uh, Pops was old school drummer, so a lot of the old school drummers played with the butt end of the stick. Yeah. So I would, I didn't like the feel of it. Even yeah, now. Yeah, it hurts. It, yeah, it hurts. It hurts me. Yeah, because of the, the way the stick is. But for me, it was, he wanted this solid sound. Uh-huh. So I had to figure out how to have a solid Tank sound. has a solid sound without using that end of the stick. Without, I'll use it on some stuff, but I just like, man, Pop, I can't do that. And then he tried to buy me these big old 2B. I was like, bruh, <laughs> my hand ain't even ready for a 2B. I'm, right. I'm still at a strong 7A right now. Right, so right. I had to figure out how to make the best sound with the stick I wanted to use. So. so by the time by the time you know what size sticks you want to use and all that, are we still at Granddad's church? Oh no, no. That didn't come until uh my father, who um was at my grandfather's church. Mm-hmm. And um which that church is holiness all day long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we gonna shout all day. After we finish shouting, we gonna eat some chicken, yeah, and then get ready for that six thirty service where we shout all day. Then, and I'm like, "Yo, it's Sunday. I gotta go to school." So, so church is an event, like a whole day event. Man, look, you better come prepared with everything you need. You need to have your extra chicken plate just in case somebody else show up. You need to have your extra garment if you sweated out your last garment. If you need your other wig, bring that <laughs> with you. Uh, <laughs> um, it yeah. was it was it was that, and then my dad at that time he was still the evangelist, so that means he was traveling yeah. too. So we were man, we'll go to one service. I think what was it like first and fifth Sundays were the ser- ser- services we didn't have at my grandfather's church. Okay, but we were somewhere because he was preaching. Oh wow! And then some first and fifth they would have something there, but it was kind of open. Um, but yeah, it was so weekdays y'all at church too. If if pops was in a revival during that time, yo. I, it was a stretch for about seven months that I remember being in church every single day, Sunday to Sunday, for about seven months. Did you get sick of it? No, I was playing drums. Come on, Tank. <laughs> like, I was... How old are you at this point? At this point, I'm about probably 10, 11. And you playing. So he like... So when you turn 10, 11, he like, okay, Tank, you ready? No, it was still a struggle. Because you got to remember, Pops is a musician. Oh, he hard so, on you? So he had his friends. So yeah, sometimes, and all his friends, though. Yeah, so like the traveling like the traveling band during that time was uh, Bo Peep, Jonathan Shout Sauls. out, Jonathan Sauls. Uh, uh, you had Tuck, Anthony Paul Tucker playing drums. I know Tuck. And you had, Shout out to Tuck. You had Eddie B playing bass. Shout out to Eddie B. And you had a guy named Jonathan Smith on organ. I ain't never heard of him. He's, he's from Rocky Mountain. Wow. So my father, so the idea, which I know we're going to get to it later, of me picking everyone up 
Yeah, was he, him. he was like, yeah, he was had him. already. He, he did it because Jonathan lived here, and he had like one of the first original portable B3s. Like, oh, wow. I'm not talking about the Norg where you can just grab it. Yeah. It's an actual B3, but and He would portable. travel with your dad? Pops would, I would get out of school. Once I got out of school, he would go get the van. He was like, it's time to roll. So I would leave like my book bag and stuff at the house because mm-hmm. I just got out of school. We'll get on the van. They'll go pick everybody up. We'll go do the service. Get out 10, 30, 11. He got to take everybody back, but I need to go home. So I'll ride with my mom back home doing homework under it, the light in the car. Wow. And, and what's so crazy, during that stretch, that was the only time I ever made like the principal's list in straight A's. Whoa. For that seven months? The only time. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everything else was hey, he got A's and B's mm. but that particular stretch that was the one time I made like the principal's list straight A's so when at what point did you become the only drummer Uh, that changed yeah like 10 because we're still at my grandfather's church and my dad gets the call to go assist at another church mm-hmm. um so he was assistant for about a year and a half, just trying to figure out the move, what he wanted to do. We would visit. Mm-hmm. And of course this transition was different because we're holiness. And now we're going into the Southern Baptist, which are our other brothers. And sisters. Those, those are our other brothers and sisters <laughs> that, that created the vision, a division for us. Um, so, oh, okay. <laughs> wait, wait, we ain't going to be super churchy. We ain't going to get super crazy, but just explain it a little bit. Southern- so, yeah, go. Yeah, Southern Baptist is a, a predominantly white organization. Yeah. And I don't know all the details. I don't have it all correct. So anyone that sees this and like, he's a, I just know <laughs> that it wasn't us in it at for a period of time. Yeah. Some point in time, it became a division for us because it was, needless to say, probably affirmative action. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. But they had a division set aside for us. Yeah. And so... My dad was assisting a pastor who was there trying to get the church off the ground. Mm-hmm. And that's how we slid over into that world. Mm-hmm. So now we're going into Southern Baptist uh, probably like a year and a half before we officially went over. And my dad was assistant pastor there. So mm-hmm. imagine being the drummer from four. I'll say I'll give a good four because three, they still going back. But like four until 11, I'm playing pretty much every Sunday to go to a church that don't have drums. And now I'm sitting in the audience and I love my grandfather, God rest his soul, but he told my daddy couldn't take the drums. <laughs> so we didn't have a drum set going over to the, Nope. Nah. You ain't he, taking them. He, we we got to have some here. So, which was cool. Um, I think a part of that gave me a chance to listen to music a little bit more. Mm. So learning words to songs, like if I, if I learn something, whether it's for artists or, or I'll say an artist, mm-hmm. I love words. Mm. And the reason I love words because I can play off the words. And I you know, do, yeah, Tank does that. Yeah, and I know where to go in the song. So now I'm sitting in a, a church, no drums. Are you on the front row, second row? What row you on? Man, whatever row I felt like sitting on because it's set about 1,200 <laughs> and we only have about five people in there. So I would just go sit somewhere just to sit. Empty. You could throw a brick and hit nothing. You couldn't even hit air. So when y'all when y'all get to the church, first of all, it is Glory Baptist Church five hundred two. 
Southwest Jordan, Jordan Street. Street. Yeah. Gang, gang, GBC. gang. That is that. So man. y'all go there when it's he, Reverend Daughtridge is the assistant pastor. Assistant and there's pastor. five people in that boy. And y'all ain't got no drums? Yeah, maybe four. <laughs> <laughs> maybe four. Uh yeah, no, no drums. There was like a, a old beat up piano mm-hmm. that was somebody playing it? Every now and then. Okay. Uh, uh, so we mainly a cappella. Mainly, that's it. So now I've I hate to say it. This is where I developed my tambourine skills. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. All right, it. so I'm gonna give you a quick story. So we are uh visiting this other church mm-hmm. and it's around the political season. And I think it was Mayor Bruce Rose was there. Mm-hmm. And he ain't got no no drums, no nothing. I played the shine out of this tambourine that night. <laughs> Well, I think I had blisters and everything. I will not forget this tambourine because I didn't have I didn't I didn't have one with. Had me. you ever? Okay, so you were. Oh, you from Holiness Church? Oh, what am I asking? Well, look here. You already know. Everybody got a tambourine. Either got the cross or the praying hands. It's black and white. Yes, sir. Or it's the all black with the gold. You better know. You better have a tambourine in Holiness. Yeah. Especially when the music stops and they want to keep going. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So uh, we get to this church and. Um, Choir singing, and I'm like, man, I can't play no drums. So I sat on the front row and <laughs> went to work. work. So that was when um, he gave me like this little little keychain that had the city, this the key to Wilson. It's like, you, I'm gonna give you this key, young man. You you sat over there and you just played that Hold tambourine. On. Tank got a key to the city. He must have really played Look, that tambourine. I was hot. I was like, man, why? Because uh, again, you coming from playing almost every Sunday. To now not playing, and it's like something got to change. Some got to so kill. what? Okay, now let's talk about that change. When did you get back on the drums? Ah uh, man, twelve years old. Okay. Um, Pioneer Music was downtown back Pioneer. then. Shout out to Pioneer. And that's when <laughs> Daryl was working there. Short bus. Daryl Horn in the building. Hey, let's go. Shout out to D. So Dang. we walk in the store. And there's this Pearl Export series sitting there. And we just talked about that. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Uh, That's crazy. Um, and I see it. I'm like, oh man, it's like this midnight purple. Ooh. And I'm like, yo, pop. is this the set that I'm familiar with? Yes, that's the very first set. Whoa. That, okay. That was my first real set. Of course, I like growing up. You got your little kid sets, but. Yeah. At, at an early age, I realized I was hand, heavy-handed, so I was going through them going things. Through. Like, the only solid, and my dad will know, the only solid drum set I had coming up was a rocking chair. <laughs> <laughs> it was a red rocking chair that I beat the shot. If you sat in it, you would be pulling blisters out your can for a good year and a half. <laughs> So that that was my most solid kit, and then when I got the bigger kit, the foot pedal was like the little plastic with a spring, oh, and I you, broke it. Yeah, I was so determined to keep playing this kit, I figured out how to wrap my toes around the bar and still play the bass drum on this kit. My dad will tell you because he he looked at me one he's like, "How are you playing this kit? I just took my my feet and I did this <laughs> and it plays." And so it was like, "Okay, all right, you're okay, serious. you're serious." And so so fast forward to the the kit. It's in the store. I see it. I'm How like, much is it? Man, it was six hundred. Is that a lot of money for your dad? Back then it's it's a little it's a little healthy because again, yeah. Pops had the full time job. 
coming off the full-time job to go straight to ministry. So yeah. it's like, man, that's a bit much. So what we can do is put this boy on Lailway. Yeah. So they put it on Lailway. And um, every day I'd be like, can we rob out of store? Yeah. Of course, by then, this, the kit wasn't on the floor. They had it in the back. And yeah. then I remember just that one fateful day I got out of school. And so at that time, we lived around the corner from the church. And then my school was like four blocks up the road. Mm. So I would walk to the church. And I never forget the day I walked in and that kit was sitting in the church. They finally got it out. So they didn't take you to the store. You walk in the church and it's set up. I walked in the church. What was your response? I had like a tear for like a half a second. (laughs) And then I was like, I ain't got no drumsticks. So (laughs) again, because. because the my grandfather didn't we didn't take the kit and I wasn't playing so I didn't have like a little stick yeah. bag or nothing like that so yeah so I, we went to the store got us some sticks and the rest is history starting at the, the the movement at GBC so yeah so once once your dad gets the kit for you are you playing drums like we got do we have a band what we got no going it's on? it's at this time, we had floating keyboard players, well, okay. piano players. Okay. And it's just me. But during that time, because I I did go to school up the street, I would get home. Well, I would leave school. I will walk to the church. Shout out to Miss Gloria, who yeah. was the secretary at the time. Yeah. We uh we had a routine. I got out of school. I go to the office. We'll go to the store. I would get two hot dogs, chili ketchup, two potato wedges. Thanks. How old were you? At this time, I'm like. Yeah, like 11, 12. He eats the same thing I sh- I today. Sure not as much. So for those who know, not as much. But I, um, <laughs> but yeah, so that was the routine. We'll go get food, go through homework. And then at that time, we used to lock all the instruments in the fellowship hall. Um, so I would go to the fellowship hall, pull the drums out, and whatever the, the hot artists or gospel artists that I heard or had a cassette of, I would be in the fellowship hall until they said it's time to go just playing drums all day, all day, all night. And, uh, that was it. That was, that was, that was it for me. Like I didn't care about nothing. I won't try to play no basketball. I won't try to play no football. When I left school, food, homework, drums. So I got a question. Are we thinking at this point, you say you're 12. Yeah, I'm about 12. Are you already like having dreams about what you want to accomplish as a drummer or you just focus on playing drums? I'm focused on playing because again, you got to remember it's Wilson. There's no social media. So the only thing I do know is a little bit of the quartet world. Yeah. So Wilson is quartet. Yeah. It's quartet central, but I'm not thinking about, Oh, I want to go play for this quartet group. I'm like, I just want to get better. I want to play. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm trying to learn, you know? Yeah what we call cheesy licks that sometimes I'm trying to learn them. <laughs> Shock-a-doom, doom boom. Like, I'm trying to learn yeah. this, which is so crazy. I say that thinking about it from that point, like, oh, man, this lick, it sounds a little, got a little cheese on it, but. But you, there was a point in time where you were trying to learn how to do them. And I still use them. Yeah, man. So that was it. I would, that was it. Uh, school, <laughs> church, and that's it. We would did, and I did that. Mm, probably about two years. So from twelve going into fifteen, but we still had like, of course, musicians coming in. Now yeah. we got musicians coming in, but I still kept that same regimen. Yeah. So at this time, is the choir established yet? 
Um, it's getting there. Okay. At this time, Pops is having the itch to do shows with the choir. Um, Pops, Pops is a pastor, but he's also the 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 prime the prime entertainer. God, he's an entertainer. Um, he loves that idea of yes. being able to entertain yeah. because he's a music guy. He yeah. loves music. It's it's just in him. He wants to do it. So we got a couple of faithful members that are interested in doing it. Um, we had like the family, the core family, which was Miss Gloria. Shout out. Um, Shamika, my sister. Shout out. Her sister, Sean. Shout out. And their aunt, Angela Proctor. Mm-hmm. And then their grandmother, Mother Rebecca, who was wow. there. So the choir is kind of forming. And then we started to get more people to start coming in. So it became like, we got to do something. Like, I want to do something. And if so, you know Reverend Daltrich, if he man. get an itch, Doc, he ain't going to stop till it get, Look, g- get to get. He figured out a way to make this thing happen. And I think during that time, musician-wise, that's where Terry Fuller started helping shout out more. Out Terry Fuller. Ah, man, one of the goats. Like One le- of the goats. One of the legends in the area. That, yes. That Fremont. Uh, not yes. Is it Fremont? Yes. Yeah, Fremont free exactly. Goldsboro area. So yes. So uh, he would come in and help when we started doing like the anniversaries mm-hmm. and the choir. But like the first anniversary, I was on the line, Doc. I was in the tennis section, boy. What were you wearing? What were you wearing? Take, please tell it. Please tell it. Please tell it. All right. So I almost spit this water everywhere. Please tell um, what you were wearing. Which was, you know, what was so crazy? It was just a black suit. Okay, right? it was okay. a black suit. Okay, that's that's decent. Yeah. That's chill. But I had all the colors. <laughs> I knew something. We had something was in there. So on the suit jackets, I had all the colors of the different uh, sections. So it was like red. So the sections had colors. Yeah, so they had colors. Yes, y'all. This is classic choir. But I forgot what the the actual tenor section had. They had on something different. But you know, it's like, well, he. So played. who put the colors on your coat? Uh, they had somebody make they somebody had to custom that boy yeah it was and guess how many times i wore it that one time one time so you were tenor at the first anniversary at the first anniversary and this is is what's the choir called at this point uh glory baptist vision choir glory baptist vision choir yeah this is the and you were tenor first anniversary i am singing drums Skeet. Shout out to Skeet. That's Terry Fuller, brother. Yes, sir. One of the one of the That's another the, one of just, the giants. One of the first guys I started watching on a regular basis. Did he have the gloves on? Yes, he had yes, the gloves on. Lord. He had that white kit. I love that white kit. That was my dream to play that white yeah. kit. Like, I'm gonna play that kit one day. Yeah. And man, look, this is also a, a time I was tell people don't miss opportunities. So they were rehearsing Terry's group, the choir. Yeah, uh, the, the workshop message, choir. Message, music, music. Yeah, workshop, workshop choir. I could yeah. never say it. The, yeah. I tore it up all the time. So I'm sitting on the bench and Terry's like, go play, man. We're going to do this song. He's telling you to play. I said, no. I was like, man. Think, thinking no. back, like, why would I say no? But that was the nerves part. Yeah. And I tell guys now. They ju- at this point, that's a lot of Terry Fuller and that choir with being the, in that rehearsal. With the crew? Man, look that's here. like I ain't want to get up there and embarrass myself. That's a big deal, yeah. I did not. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. And so my uncle Aunt, God rest his soul, yeah. love, love you. He was like, man, go play them drums. And I was like, nah. And from that day on, if I ever got an opportunity to play and somebody asked me to play, I you played. never said no again. I yes, never said sir. no. So young guys, don't turn the opportunities. Yeah, because you never know what they can turn into. Never know. And I and I, I never knew. Right. So you did you do tenor. 
What happens the next year? The next year. So second we, anniversary, Glory Baptist. The second anniversary. We are now moving and shaking. Okay. We got a few more shows and we're starting to get other musicians kind of coming in to play. Uh-huh. And um by the time we get to that second one, I was determined, like, y'all ain't replacing me. I ain't singing no more. If y'all think I'm gonna sing another note in this year choir, you is sadly mistaken. They ain't singing nothing else. Yeah. And had me trying to lead songs with the youth choir. I said, nah, we, we done. We done. Ho, ho. And we... Okay, so wait. For y'all out there that don't know, y'all just hearing it. But for all the homies, <sighs> we ain't know they tried to make them lead no song. Boy, look here. Take this is new news, Boy, bud. I, what, I what's did. What's the song, bud? I did. Uh, what is the song? Uh, I moved from my old house. I moved from my old friends. I moved, so, oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Jesus. Yes, sir. That was. I moved from. No, but it was the the jagged. Uh, I moved from. I was hoping house. it was. Uh, there we go. That's so, better. yeah, and I was. I, they, they youthified it. They, nah, it's, it's actually, I forgot the artist that did it. And in the song, it's like this stupid high note. And they and just. Did you hear the tank? Oh, God, I hate I did. Tank, tank hit a high note. Tank hit a high note. And that was. Is there a video? Well, I like to say it's what we ain't supposed to say. <laughs> y'all was about That's to, a video take. Y'all was about I'm to, going to ask Miss Cynthia Dawson for that. I don't footage, think it's one. Doctor. Y'all was about to be like Martin was. <laughs> no, not Martin, but Stan. What do you say? Martin went off on old boy for getting that Gina. You better not. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. you better not ooh. I was getting ready to go in. Yeah. You asked about a video. Nah. Uh, yeah, so that's what I did. I. I yeah, so singing, and so now we're going to we get out of my singing. So the second one, yeah, so I'm like, I'm determined I'm going to play. And yeah. um, I think that year Terry played again, mm-hmm. and um, it was on from there. So yeah. now we're we're moving and shaking, and now other musicians are starting to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, man, the list of the great musicians that came through, you had Mark Green. Shout out. Cornelius Renfro. One of my idols, to Wayne Moody, Beast. Um, we had Gino for Mr. Gino, Mr. Gino. For those who know Mr. Gino, I'm just gonna say Mr. Gino. Um, <laughs> Mr. Gino, Mr. Gino was a special guy. I love yeah. him. I, I think he's passed. I'm not 100, but God rest his soul. Yeah. Uh, we had we just had different people coming in and out, and mm-hmm. then of course we got uh, my I call him my big little brother, which is Ray. Yeah. Ray Braswell Shout out to Jr. Ray Braswell Junior. Gang, um, gang, gang. Yes, he wants to start us all out. Uh, we real. had Nate Kearney come in. Shout out to Nate Kearney. Uh, we had uh, Eddie B play for us. Shout out to Eddie B. So we just had like this revolving door of musicians. Great musicians. Like people. Great musicians. Maurice Morgan came in. Shout out Morgan. Uh, Jerome actually played one time. For real? Yeah, he Shout filled in. Shout out to Morgan Brothers because uh, they all nice. George. George played one time. George who? Uh, George Dickens. God Are you serious? Soul. He came through and played. So there's actually a story with that family that a lot of people don't know concerning my dad. So when my dad would run his revivals, it's a little city called Dodge City. Okay. He used to do that revival. It was like an annual thing. Yeah. Their group was the group that sung during that week. Wow. The disciples. The, the disciples. disciples. So they were all young. So this is when Bruce was playing drums. Bruce was playing drums at first. Shout out so to Bruce this, Dickens. I, I met them because what happened was. Yeah, Bruce was a drummer, babe. Yeah. You didn't know that. A solid drummer, yes. too. Yes. For real. Bruce was on drums. And so 
that's where we met them. And this, I'm talking about, I was, I was like 10 or 9. Yeah. And that's when I played, uh, what was the song I played with them? Rance Allen. Mm, shot. Miracle Worker. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Steve said that's his joint too. So that was uh, my introduction to them. And we've been, we've been boys ever since. Yeah. So George actually came in and played a few times. So we just had the revolving doors. And then, it didn't get, become like a solid situation until Twain came in. That's when I had someone that was there on a consistent. I got you. Like every day. Now I'm learning what to listen for with a yeah. consistent. So, so was that a, during the time when Twain was solid, did that make a difference in your learning? Absolutely. Yeah. Because now you got to remember, I'm playing with a lot of different people. So mm-hmm. I, I got a lot of different styles I'm hearing and I'm trying to figure out. And I'm still learning. Like I'm not... Nowhere near yeah. the 18, 19-year-old tank. Yeah. I'm still this young kid that's excited about learning stuff, yeah. that my head is expanding. Like, I'm getting in trouble for playing. Yeah, Like, Pops was like, you starting to do too many feels <laughs> on these times. And literally, thank you, Dad. I appreciate it. You took my times away for, like, two months. He said, you you playing these times too much. You know what? I'm going to take here. them away. If you, you ain't got no time. If you do one more feel <laughs> in this hymn... <laughs> If you do one more and it's him, bro. And he took he took them away and made me focus That's on That's real for you. And I ain't, I'm not talking about like rehearsals. I'm talking about shows, church services. I could not play times at all. If they were on the kit and I couldn't take them off, I had to move them so I wouldn't hit them. Shout out to Reverend Daltridge. Oh yeah. He was... Ricky Senior is the guy. Yeah, so yeah. Look at me. That's fire. Okay, cool. So yeah, so you gonna keep hitting Tom's. All right, how yeah, about uh, you ain't got man, now? Look, I'll never forget now it. One. We was in a we was in a service, and I had just kind of figured out how to do the kind of like the two. I'm just figuring that's it Tank's out. thing. That was his thing. I'm figuring it out that too. I'm figuring thing, how to put it boy. in every song, whether Woo. it's a ballad, it is a up tempo, a shout, whatever. I'm gonna. And he was like, Nah, you you missing the mark, son. Let me get Let me get times. them. Let me get that. Let me run me them times. And and one symbol was a ride symbol. It wasn't even a crash. I didn't have like a crash and a ride. But it take, was a it ride. makes sense now because when you play now, you only you only use drums as necessary. But now <laughs> it makes sense because you got stripped all year. So now yeah. you are literally one of the most intentional drummers I know. But it Man. makes sense because Pops was like, hey, Look. hey. And then not to mention, we're going to get there. But your dad... <laughs> That's solid, man. Man, look. So take, I'm gonna fast forward because we got to get through it we gotta, all before yeah. we do the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's. Third let's, anniversary. Where are we? Third anniversary. By this time, I think Twain is in full effect playing. Uh huh. And it's me and him, and he's playing key bass. And that's where that keys. mess started at. So yeah, so we're we're just your daddy started to believe in some key bass. But you know, the reason was was because that was what. Was, was accessible. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And, and not because the guys didn't want to come play. They already had other things they were doing. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to get the, somebody to commit when they already doing other stuff, yeah. which was understandable. Because one thing about my dad, he never wants to pigeonhole any musician he's ever worked with to where you better be here. You've got to be here. Now, with me, it's a different story. Yeah, you my son. You going to be here story, if but ain't nobody yeah, here. If, if it's any, just you and the choir. Look here. I was supposed to be out at 14, 15, and that joker said, uh-uh. Yeah. No. Yeah. Don't you? You're not gonna do it. I'm like pop. Matter of fact, God, God rest his soul. And and few people do know the story. Keith Wonderboy. Shout out to Keith. Like 14, 15. 
He was like, "Can you play?" Yeah. Yeah. Can you? So can... he must have been there with Ray. Yeah. Yeah. They came, we, they we came to the church. No, no, no. We was we was at an event. Okay. Okay. And um, yeah. So and um, I think we was kind of talking about it. Like, hey, man, you can play. You can do this. And so it was like kind of the idea. Like, can we get him? And my dad heard and Pops was like, nah, you good, son. So you would have been a spiritual voice. Man, I probably would have been a spiritual voice for a little, <laughs> a, a little hot second. Rev said, nah, you, you, nah, <sighs> nah, you're going to be nope. over here at GBC. Done So, So I want to ask you a question. Are y'all doing the two nights a week rehearsals yes. at this point? So at that time, it's Monday and Thursday. Okay. So Monday and Thursday. So you know. I know Tuesday, Tuesday and Thursday. So this is Monday and Thursday, and it was brutal and i ain't gonna say for me it was just for the choir it was brutal and and again keep in mind those who know this story in the history of the church 85 i say it's from 70 to about 85 percent of the church is off the street because they were big on street ministry so everybody wasn't in tune with singing they probably can hold a tune but it wasn't the greatest no shade to nobody so anybody that see this i'm not shading because he drilled me so please believe and i'll put me first me. yeah so y'all they got drilled so they would get there and this was him also testing their dedication so they would get yeah. there about 6 30 mm-hmm. to do vocal warm-ups first so they did, they doing la 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 me 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 la me, la me, do, dee, do, with she, no ding, ding. with no piano they just going for what they know <laughs> God, so boy I know that intonation was off in there but it wasn't Sean Sean White which is one of the singers she has like one of the world's most incredible ear wow you can put you can put fifty people singing uh huh and if somebody sings a note. That's wrong. She got it. She knows exactly who it is, and she knows exactly what note you sung wrong. That's crazy. That's crazy. Sean, Sean so White, she was on point with she it. She was on point with it, and so she was in charge of them. So now, it wasn't a whole bunch of keyboard playing, but she they drilled. So this is why the choir was what it was at so that, that time. Co- so the culture was built then. It was built then. It was built then. So then, how old are you at this point with the Monday and Thursday? At this point, we're looking at about 13, 14. Okay, so let's we're going we're going to fast forward again. Let's do it. When does the session happen? The session is right at 15. Okay, so 2 years go by before it's time to record. Before before it's time to record. So between 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 in those 2 years, what made your dad say it's time to record? His love. His love uh... for the music and that the songs were working. And when I say working, they had an effect on people. So, okay, let's talk about that. The songs that were recorded on the Caught Up album. Caught Up. He was already singing them? Yeah. Because they were written by Jonathan Bopee Sauls, mm-hmm. sung by Ray Braswell. Yep. Who else? What uh, are they, were they the only two? They were the only two. And then the cover, Rise Up, yes. uh, Jackson Southern Airs. So how long were y'all singing them before he recorded them? Ooh. Probably about two, two years. Whoa! Like, cause he had been working on them for a while, so it was like, here go a new song, like, here go a new song. So now we're just trying to put stuff together. Yeah. And also, what happened that really pushed the envelope was everybody know when you go to your choir anniversaries and all that stuff, it is possible for another choir to sing the song you done rehearsed. So Rev is so. Sm- yeah. This is the thing about Reverend Daughters that's cold. He's the guy that says. We should sing our own song. Absolutely. He's like that. And it happened. Like, we were at a church. I can't remember. I think it was in Henderson. 
And um, at that time, long as I got King Jesus was like that joint. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shout out to Chris. Yeah. Chris said he saw, he saw Nate killing that. There it is. <laughs> and so, of course, at this time, he, we're moving more. So we, we are closing, so to speak. If you know what that means, you know what that means. Yeah. Um, That's supposed to be. You not head. supposed to be. Hey, look. We hey, keep we keep it we keep it a hundred. Closers headline closers are the headliners, right, Bay? That but means you the you the Not everybody closing <laughs> is a headliner. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you the truth. So he closing. So we closing. So that means y'all hear somebody sing it before so y'all. We are I'm outside. <laughs> I know I know y'all were devastated. And I just hear I said, Oh that song is done, and so now my dad is like this is why we working on songs. This is why we doing this. And from that moment, from that show, I think that's when like majority of songs had already been kind of written. But that, that Monday we was in there grinding on every single song. So from that show on out, it never became us singing any other songs, but what was on the card. So yeah, so that's, so so the card album, album is coming into play. But at this time, the band is now even more of a solid thing, which is now me and Ray. So, um, cause he's playing key bass and playing keys yes. and he's the minister of music at the church. Yeah. So now I really have a guy. I have my dad and I have Ray. Like I should, I, cause Ray is a producer too, man. Look, that's the thing. Good guy. That's the thing. He produced the shine out of me. Doc. <laughs> and he, he knows it. Like when yeah. I, when I, when I wind up moving to Cali, I made it a point to kind of reach back out and call. Yeah. And one of my biggest thing was I said, I thank you for the discipline. Yeah. Because again, my time's got taken away, but I'm still growing. So now even more vocabulary of a drummer is coming. (laughs) And if I started expressing my words too much on the drums, (laughs) I look over. <laughs> that mean, hey doc, you need to find that pocket because you is wilding. So and if you know Ray, you man, know Ray. He hey would, man. <laughs> he would check me and I, I appreciate it yeah. because it, it that's what shaped me to to think about music and think about placement. Yeah. So so yeah, so we're doing the caught up and I'm 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 a strong I'm a strong fifteen yeah. and excited and unlearned. Yeah. I had the world's biggest kit. <laughs> I wish we had do you have a picture time? It's probably somewhere on my Facebook. It's, but that's not that that picture on my Facebook isn't the kit. It's, it's a portion of it. But that kit It was then, bigger than that on the session? No, but it was just it was just big because you gotta remember we're still choir tech. So it's still kind of yeah, so you got okay, okay. Just just for the drummers that's watching this, Tank is fifteen years old. Lay it out, Tank. Fifteen. Uh-huh. And on this kit. It is five times. Name, name it. I want every piece, Tank. But it's but it's a mix. It's a it's what we call a Frankenstein kit. Okay. So when I say that, that means for the homies that know when we say Frankenstein kit, every drummer there is by another company. Okay. So I had an eight and a ten tom that was old school Blackhawk. Anybody didn't know that old school Blackhawk was like a, a, a solid company back in the day. Mm-hmm. And then I had the twelve thirteen. Tom, uh, Rack Tom, which were Pearl. Mm-hmm. And then I think my 16, it was either Pearl or Tama. Mm-hmm. I can't remember because I had jacked up one of the legs on the kit. Yeah. And I, I didn't know how to fix stuff yet. Yeah. And then the bass drum was Pearl. So that kit was a mixture. So you're talking about doing. You cut a record. You cut the record with a Frankenstein kit. Yeah. 
Whoa, we, we cut, this we, is news to me. This, it, the, the Toms, I had the Toms painted the color of the Pearl Kit. Those original <laughs> Toms were burgundy. <laughs> yeah, so I had them painted for just the look of it. But yeah, yeah. so I had the 8, 10, 12, 13, 16. And um, the snare, oh my God, that was probably the most embarrassing but yet learning process about a session what happened with the snare tank all right quartet y'all know the deal everybody knows quartet is crank city <laughs> and when crank city comes in it depends on that snare and that snare of choice was that Ludwig snare everybody that that, that that middle school black boy no it was the 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 silver one same concept though, same the middle concept. school one though yep but it's with the thing on the thing that you can twist inside. I turned the ball off because I got tired of it. I don't want my snare muffled. I needed tight and popping. So we get in the uh sound check. So while we're in the sound check, I'm checking. Bing. And so I'm I'm sweet. And then it's a sound engineer. I cannot remember the crew what it was. It was the same crew that did uh the cans. What was that crew called? I forgot. And so anybody who knows most companies that come in, they ain't always thinking about church like we think about church. They are there to record, record the session. And they he don't s- matter the genre. And he said, what in the hell <laughs> are you playing? He said, man, son, he got a wood block up there. <laughs> and so the snare I had pride in, the snare out of the tune to make sure it sounds like I'm playing was not used. I used a piccolo. Wow. Slightly D2, which belonged to Braswell. Shout out to Ray. I will never forget it. We Were you hurt? Absolutely. Cause this they was took your crank snare. You about to this record. Was, this your first This was thing. officially my snare. Yeah. But I'm let me tell you the good thing about the Lord, he'll bless you. He'll bless hey, your drums. Yes. That snare is a snare used on the live in Rocky Mount. Uh Yep. The same bay. We going right back to it. Yep. So that snare. Burden lifters. That snare is it finally got recorded on the Burden Lifters Live in Rocky Mountain. And that's classic tank. Your snare made it. It made it. It made it. It was a long time coming, it, but it made it. It made it. How many years was it before Uncle Donnie used that snare? I don't even know. I anyway, even, it yeah. made it. So tank after the session, what time is it? Okay, we're gonna fast forward. He's doing the Okay, after the session, you're 15. Mm-hmm. How many years is it bef- between the session and us? Ooh, how many years is that? So if I'm 15, y'all came in around the time of me turning 18. Okay, so. So it's a three-year process of going through musicians. We had uh, Braswell, and then Nate came in and started playing bass, and Braswell went out full-time. And then we searched for a keyboard player, and we got Kevin Wilson for a while. Yes. Which is another monster, another yeah. OG in the area. Yeah. Shout out to Kevin. Yeah. Um. So then we had that crew for a while, and then uh, Nate 
started getting calls to do the other things. And again, mm-hmm. my dad does not try to hold nobody nowhere. Yeah. So Nate gets his call and it's time for Kevin, you know, to go. I think I forgot it was like a church or something, another situation, yeah. which was great. Nope, no problem. Yeah. And um, so by this time we're like, we ain't got nobody again. So yeah. we just kind of pulling. So we had uh Keith to come in. It was Keith Sampson. Keith Sampson, shout out to Keith. So he came in and started playing, but he was living like two to three hours. I think it was like a three New hour burn, drive. Right? Yeah, it was like a nice little nice little hump. <laughs> so I'm like, Pop, we got to do something, man. And I have an idea. Mm-hmm. And so if you know my dad, my dad is big on, uh, I'm not going to say he's big on a certain image and a certain thing he's looking for. Yeah. And when I say that, meaning that the route I wanted to go didn't match what he had as yeah. what he wanted to have. And it required, it was going to require a lot of work and a lot of time that him being a full-time pastor, he couldn't devote that time to it. Mm. So I'm like, Pop, give, give me this chance. I got an idea to try a young band. Mm-hmm. So he was like, a young band? I'm like, yeah. Well, how young are you talking about? Like, <laughs> oh, it's going to be young. <laughs> it's going to be young. Now, I, the, the youngest person ain't even got ain't even got teenage by the situation yet. It ain't even a teen. It's still just numbers. <laughs> yeah. And so... It happens where your name comes up, but his name come up, Jamal, everybody who knows him. Yeah. His name come up because of the second live recording I did at 16, which was with a group called New Vision with Braswell and your uncle. Shout out Uncle Ty. Uncle Ty. And um, he was like, man, my nephew play. He playing keys. I was like, okay, your nephew playing keys. (laughs) Now, the nephew I remember was playing drums, so now he's playing keys. So you knew that's who we was talking about? Yeah, because I I had already, because, you know, I've been knowing the family for a while. I've been knowing everybody for a while. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, that is a keyboard player situation (laughs) because I know the family, and if he's on keys, yes. So I'm like, Pop, I got the idea. I want want to call Jamal. Who's Jamal? We and now so by this time we actually saw you playing. I forgot what show. It was somewhere you were playing. Keys? Yeah, I think so. Okay, okay. I can't remember where it was, but I saw you and I was like, okay, yeah, that's definitely it. I said, let's get Jamal. Now at the same time, Demetrius is already at the church. Shout out Demetrius McCray. D, little yeah, brother. That's our boy. Uh he's already at the church. So he's been sitting under Twain with his book. He's been sitting that under Kevin's encyclopedia, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So he's been doing that. And so I'm like, we got the organ player. We got the keys. So, okay, we're good. And we just noticed that you could play key bass because we didn't have an idea for a bass player yet. Right. So that's where I'm like, okay, we got to do it. So I'm still like, Pop, we can do this. Like, just just give me a chance. And he's like, yo, if we're going to do it, it's on you. Whoa. It's on you. And you are how old? I'm 18, 17. Are you still in school? I'm still in school. 17, 18. Where, where are you going to school? Bed and Field. Shout Let's out. go. BHS Bruins. <laughs> so I ain't seen you, that. You at Bed and Field. I'm at Bed and Field. Your daddy said, you got to, if, if we do this, it's on you. If we do it, it is solely on and you. And I remember rehearsal. I was nervous as crap, Tank. Uh, no, I Did was, y'all have lights on or something? Cause it felt dim in there. It was it was dim because when we would do stuff, you know, we didn't have the lights over the the pews. We just had the lights that was over the yes. Because I remember it being dim. I remember yeah. it being dim at the rehearsal. Yeah, which made me bay. I was already like, because y'all have to okay, y'all have to understand. <laughs> I have already declared that some kind of way, 
I'm going to play at this church. I seen Tank. I seen you, Kevin, and Jamario yep. together at some coliseum or auditorium or something. Uh, and you had that snare with the red and blue looking things on there. The DW snare. Oh, right. So, y'all, hey. it's y'all three. Shout out to to Norman, uh, my Shout barber, to Uncle Norman. Norm. That snare, and and I tell anybody, young 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 musicians, I try to support as much as possible. He supported me with that snare. If anybody wow. know about the DW snares, they not cheap. They're not cheap, and that one was a custom snare, and it's on the inside. I got the date on it, inside, and everything. It was August the thirteenth, two thousand six, mm. and he said, if you want it. I need to know that you will match what I'll, I'll go have as long as you go and get the work done. I was still playing drums at the church, and I saved my money. I went to get my haircut, and when I walked through the door, I said, here's the money. Ooh. So that weekend, I went to That's Guitar That's an iconic snare, too, Tony. When I seen yeah. y'all, I said, I yep. was like, yo. So shout out to Uncle Norm yes. for, for believing in me. But That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So I see y'all, I'm like, I don't know how, but this is fly. Because what, what messed me up, seeing Jamario is what messed me up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this choir is fire. And if that kid is up there, surely, I don't know how, but I can get up there. So when my mama said, Tank called you, <laughs> I said, you're telling a lie. Yes, sir. Tank, you called my mama, bro. I called your mama. <laughs> Miss Sharon, I gotta, I gotta get you, I gotta get your baby boy out this door. Yeah. I gotta get the baby boy to come play. And she was yeah. like, "Okay, well, yeah. uh, how's this gonna work? You know, we live out here, <laughs> which was Salston. We live in Wayne County in Salston, North Carolina. We live out I here. I know, jokers ain't never heard of that. So, and I said, "Don't worry about that. Yeah, I'll take care of that. We just wanna, you know, we wanna get him in. We want. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting together this young band that I wanna." believe in and yeah. put my time and effort in it so yeah we got you we had d on the horizon uh-huh and so now the next piece is of course is you getting tired of playing key bass i was sick of that key bass and through the the same which is so funny about everybody that's in the crew other than well i can't well d wanted to play everybody wanted to be a part of the band they wanted to be a yeah. part of the situation so we had this other young guy uh Christopher Stevenson. Shout out Chris. Which interest, interesting story about him, story about him is that he he auditioned on Keys. Oh, he flanked. So y'all got to go watch that podcast oh with me God. and Chris because he told how he bombed and hey, you, look. and you, was it you and Nate? It was me and Nate and, and my dad. Like, no, sir. And I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bruh, you know you got another finger to finish out of school. <laughs> I love you, brother. I love you. Yeah. I was like, nah. And so at this time, the young band is not on my mind because we got the older yeah. guys. Had it been on my mind, I could have been like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But I won't think about that. I had, yeah. I had Nate. I'm like, I got Nate. Oh, the OG, now. he's solid too. And yeah. so yeah, so yeah, he 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 played higher place with two notes. <laughs> <laughs> So you get so you get us. So yeah, we so now we do the show at, in Greenville at the hotel. Yes. And he comes over and he's like, "Yo, I play bass." Yeah. I can I can play bass. And I'm looking at Tank like, I told Tank, "I don't care if that's all if all he know is that CD. 
that's fine with me. And I will say to this day, and I, I don't know if I said it to you or to Chris, uh-huh. you are the reason he got in the band. Your dad go right. I said. And I'm going to tell you why. Because hey. I, at this particular time, was like, dog, I ain't. No. Because uh-uh. my key base game, even though I did not want to play you, key base, Tank. You, you were killing it. Tank. You were killing it. And, and, and two. <laughs> Now, mind you, I'm still young. Tank, I'm still like, young. I know that's another route. This is another dog. <laughs> this is another bus oh, stop. The magic school bus in this But here's piece. the thing. But here's the thing. It has to be funny for you because you like, after we said yes, it's like, this is what I was putting together. It has to be crazy. Yeah. So, so I have to fast forward because we got to get to the other yeah, stuff. We got to. So then G comes. G comes. As not nothing. As as. As someone who, if he didn't hang around, the road would have been a different story. Yes. And also, the connection was that his dad and my dad were... Best friends. Best, still best friends to this yes. day. Still best friends. So it was like, okay, if if he saw something there, so guess what? Let's do it. So yes. we said, hey, what can you play? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I was, like, I was like, listen, let me tell you something. At this time, I'm listening to records. And I'm I'm like, Rev is really like he want us to play everything on here. We is running out of hands. <laughs> Take, we running out of hands, man. Hey, I, I can't That's play. I can't play with so much on this kid. If you ask me to play one more pattern on this hi hat, when you ride, dot, look, pop. It's two. It's two hands right. Yo, so yo. yeah, so he, he comes in and he starts playing. Uh, he was our NPC. Yeah, he was our NPC. And gradually kept moving forward <laughs> to the synth and started playing lines. Horns, and then strings. Then chords started coming in. And it's like, you sure? Yeah, it got crazy. But you got to. And, and then when you look at the time frame, we weren't together for like years. It we was weren't. just the amount of, of time we spent in that, that little amount that, of time. Yeah, and he became just ice cold. So, yeah, so we got him. And then, of course, at that point, we get G. We get Antonio Hart. We get Antonio Hart. That was crazy. That was that was crazy. Shout out to Antonio Hart. So amazing. We, so that's the core of the band, <laughs> and it was my responsibility to make sure y'all guys was good. And I took that as like, hey, this is what I wanted. So my responsibility is to uphold you guys yeah. and make sure y'all were good. Like y'all never, and if you can correct me if I'm wrong, y'all never had to spend anything because I made sure y'all yeah, were we good. we didn't spend money and we got paid. And I'm like... We didn't spend money and we got paid. <laughs> and that's because... Like, we really got paid, Tank. The whole band got paid. Absolutely. I thought that was crazy. No, I, I fought, yeah. and my dad fought once he realized that we were growing yeah. to what he always wanted to have yeah. in a band. Yeah. So, I gotta ask you a question. As a drummer... Is that like, okay, this is another level. Because this different. Because uh, at this time, have y'all, before us, was the band ever that big at one time? No. Okay. It was usually a two-piece. Me and, and a keyboard, keyboard player, player. And then when Nate came in, we had a, a, a bass player on a regular basis. So now we have bass, drums, guitar, main keys, organ, ox. A whole... A and- whole... Band. A whole boy. Okay, so I want to ask you a question. What is the biggest lesson that you learned through that experience with us? Communication with uh, different people. Ooh. And when I say that, 
Uh, I'll, I'll often tell you that I, I watch basketball and I check out Greg Popovich, and he was talking about how he um, couldn't coach Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, and Tony Parker the same way. All of them had different personalities. Yeah. So with y'all, I had to know who I could say certain things to to get certain things out of you. Yeah. And so that taught me the people skills in that department of life, just dealing with music and being able to talk to people. That was one of the biggest lessons because I couldn't, Chris, I can go to and just be hardcore, like, yo, yeah, brother. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. with you, I had to be like, yo, bro, like, let's look at it from this point of view. Yeah. And it's not because I wanted to be different, but I knew I just couldn't approach all y'all the same way. Yeah. Now, when it became the corporate, all of us doing stuff together, then it was like, we doing this, 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 yeah. this, and we moving forward. Yes. But it taught me how to deal with people where they are and understand that everybody has a certain way that they want to be talked to and they receive stuff differently. And did you did you see yourself as a leader? No. I just knew I was the guy that if we want to make this thing work, I need to have my place in line. Like I need to make sure I got the times and stuff down when you get out of school, what time I'm going to have you back, what time we're going to leave. Like, you got to remember, this is the heyday of no GPS. No. So I'm learning all these back roads just off people saying, all right, once you get up here, you're going to look Whoa. for 755 and go this way. But ironically enough, we never got lost. Never. We never got lost. That's that crazy. Time. And I was guessing some night stock. <laughs> Tank never told us that. Tank was guessing coming to pick us up. Well, I was guessing because it was coming from Farmville to your way. So you went to get Chris first. Depen- you went from Wilson. Depends on what day it was. Depend- depends on who had the most homework and who needed to be home earlier. Yeah, yeah. That's like, a it lot. Was, it was a legit Tank. schedule. Tank, that's a lot. And I wouldn't trade any of it for that's the world. A lot. I, be, I be thinking so, sometimes. I be like, yo, Tank, man. I don't Because I don't know that I would have done that. I think about who I am as a person, and I'm not sure. But the crazy thing is you had a vision, bro, and it came to life. Man. And we are all who we are today because you made the sacrifice to say, hey, man, I see this. I've been dealing with this. I ain't trying to deal with this no more. Let's build a young band. Now we all have successful careers in different paths and different lanes in music and ministry because you were like, yo, I'm going to just try it. Amen. I mean, you ain't got nothing to lose. You ain't got no band. <laughs> what am I gonna lose out of? <laughs> Yo, Not that's crazy. Thing. So after we do our thing, and it's finally time for us to part ways, you go to Durham. Ah, uh, yes, sir, Raleigh Durham. Talk about that, man. It was um. Shout out to Montreal Parker. Shout out to Montreal Parker, my, which is my cousin. Um, he had been telling me about the open mic situation on a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, sure, I'll go check it out. And so I go and check it out. And that's why I, wa- I, I wind up meeting uh, Lamont Brasher and my, my other big bro, guy rest his soul, Sean Carrington. Yeah. Um, I meet these guys. And it's like, yo, this is a whole nother world. Now, mind you, I've been listening to this music, but let me go back. I was playing it because <laughs> I started doing stuff with Jeremy Mayberry and A Love. Jeremy Mayberry and A Love, Greenville's Absolutely. finest. My first official movement in music going out of the state and traveling was with him. I, yeah. I did a play. I was like 16, 17. Yeah. So that, that part, I, I got it. But going there was a whole different level of musicianship and 
they're they're playing music and they're intentional about what they're playing. Now we've been learning and doing it, but, but it's now been, it's been gospel. Yeah, it's been gospel. It's been all gospel. It's been gospel. We did put some Destiny's Child in there. Oh, but it was gospel. For those who didn't know, Pops wouldn't wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. If you yeah, like, because you know, some preachers oh, they, so, they ain't, they ain't, well, they ain't about that life. Some I, preachers are not about the musicians playing secular and, music like that. And Rev was not like that. And I pray for their 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 bedroom their bedroom times with their wives. Oh, wait, because you ain't playing. Keep me in the crossing unless that boy. they unless they play. Just know he has his hands on. That's about it. Skip. <laughs> <laughs> Take, that's good though. Um, but yeah, so. He <laughs> but yeah, so uh so now yeah, so we we get there and, and this process is now um uh my trail has to go out mm-hmm. and I fill in mm-hmm. and once I fill in he had another opportunity to go do something else and now I am the drummer. I am the drummer. So are they something for the people when you meet them? Yeah, there's something for the people then. <laughs> Shout out to Lamont. Shout out to Mont, big Shout bro. Shout out Mont. to something for the people. They beasting. Ah man, look. so you you something for the people drummer? I have, and you playing all? Did you know those tunes? I did because of my dad again. Wow, the same way we I was hard on y'all about not pumping the the quartet all the time. Oh my, I God. didn't pump gospel all the time. So all of these songs I knew because when we got in the car, pops was like, uh, "We're gonna listen to this. We're yeah. gonna listen to that. We're gonna listen to this." So my vocabulary was dope. I just hadn't had a chance to officially play it <laughs> yeah. with those musicians. Yeah. With those type of people. And um so yeah, it came in and I started there. Once that started, um, I got that's when the transition to the next church came in because I was in yeah. the area. Um Shout out it, Union. Union. Shout Union. out Union. And Union was was great. It was another learning experience and it gave me an opportunity to be a little brother. Yeah. Explain what you mean. Uh I was a big brother for y'all, so my time was spent thinking about how to keep y'all safe, yeah. what not to do, how to have this, make sure this was like, this is in line. Okay. If we do this, then we need to make sure this, this, this needs to be done. Yeah. So now I'm planning everything. I'm on top of everything going there. It taught me how to sit back and accept love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm steady giving out. Yeah. I got oh, okay, y'all. I got okay, y'all. okay. 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 Cause we did not address something that is important to what you're saying. All along this journey, you're the you're an only child. Let we have to we can't <laughs> OCS skip baby that. OCS OCS only child syndrome absolutely yes. Yeah. So before us, was it was it hard being an only child? Mm, some days, yeah, because it's is. I would I would watch my my cousins, um, Terrence and Crystal Terrence Smith. And Crystal, shout out to them. So, we love them. Yeah, I, man, family. They, Peoples. They that's brother and sister. They ain't even cousin. That's yeah. just brother and sister. I would watch their dynamic when I was with them, mm. and now when I go back, it's just me. And I'm not saying that I didn't have great times in my household, but you got to keep in mind, pops is still a pastor, so that means there's movement that's still there. And everything that we do revolves around moving through church, moving through church. Yeah. So a part of me is kind of sick of church too. Yeah. So now I'm my only child, and the only thing we ever go do is church. And I'm just like I'm I'm burnt. Like so I'm tired. when you so when we finally get get together and we do the band thing, are you thinking about brotherhood or were you just like I'm, we need a band? It wasn't it wasn't the brotherhood just yet. It was more so we need a band. 
and how can I pull this together and be in charge of it for it to work? Yes. So my mindset was on working. Now, what we got out of it was just an organic situation it was crazy. of being brothers. I mean, but you have to because we spent a lot of minutes per week together. Summertime. Yeah, I didn't even so go back did, home. So did that help the only child syndrome? It did. Mm. Because it it then gave me a purpose because mm. now I'm living to say I got these guys I have to watch what I'm doing I got to pay attention to this and I and I enjoyed that because now I have guys to share stuff with in my life yeah man so when I got certain drum stuff or I got this or this was happening yo bro yeah. we, it wasn't I we got this yeah, now we yeah, so facts, I had facts. I had the brothers it yeah. became the brothers I didn't have but I also became the older you the big brother so 100 percent of what's going on is based off me it's you you the big brother so, so then you get with ma and sean and you the little brother i'm the little brother so and how does that affect the only child syndrome because now you now you go from only child to big brother to little brother man what is that like mentally and emotionally mentally it was refreshing and when I say refreshing, because you've been taking care of kids as I've a been, kid for the last I've, four years, I've at been this point, wiping tails and yes, wiping nose. Yes, we kids. <laughs> I'm talking about y'all. Uh, I was 12. We yeah. are really kids. Yeah. So when I got with them, it, it, it became like, yo, you little bro, we got you. Yeah. Like, come chill, come hang, come yeah. play 2K. Let's go here. Yeah, Let's go yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. it was like, yo, so this is what it's like. Okay, yeah. cool. And then it, it it taught me how to trust. Because, again, I'm putting everything together. I'm doing everything. Now I have to trust that these guys so, are going to do what they say they're going to do, and we're going to do this stuff together. And was it hard to trust at first? A little bit because it was uncertain because it wasn't me doing it. Oh, talk about that. Talk about it. <laughs> what are you saying, Tank? What I'm saying is that I was such a leader that I didn't know how to follow. And to be an effect – now – through being around my dad and just kind of reading and studying stuff, I figured out how to be a great leader. Yeah. But there were still some things I missed because I never sat down and followed. Yes, I was under my dad. But when I say follow to the point where someone is telling me something constantly to do, like, okay, we're playing this. Hey, we got to be here for this. We got to be here for that. I was in the position of doing it without ever really going through that time frame. Because even though we had the other musicians there, I was still running, doing whatever I wanted to do. Yeah. I knew we had rehearsals, so I'd so be at rehearsal. just make sure you have rehearsal. Yeah, but now it became where you are responsible for learning this part in the song. You're responsible for getting here. If there's a certain thing we need to do or a certain thing we need to wear or whatever it is, I now don't call that shot. I now have to hear what somebody else is saying and trust that what they're saying is going to get us to the destination we're trying to get to. So let's go. Let's, let's take it away from music. And I'm going to talk about both seasons with the brothers. Away from music... What is one thing that you learned with Lamont and Sean that is not musical? That is not musical. How to enjoy the moment. Enjoy your life. Yeah. Because I, and even even in later seasons in my life, I would not enjoy the moment. I was so caught up in what's the next thing? What's going to happen next? What's this? What's this? Why were you concerned with next so much? Man, because you, man, that's, Ooh, I was so concerned with next because I wasn't always happy with the present. So I felt like if I got to the next, I can bypass what I'm feeling in this particular season or this particular time. I'm already ready for uh, 2023 
and I ain't even got to January 6th in 2022. Because yeah. I'm uncomfortable with what's going on. So that I learned how to enjoy the moment during that time frame. If we had a show, we had a show. We enjoyed that moment in the show. The next show that's coming up, we ain't talking about it. We ain't thinking about it. Once we get done with this show, we're going to go hang out as brothers. That's mine. And enjoy this see, moment. I can I see it in my head because I know how they are. Yeah, and, and just enjoy it. We're not, we're not focusing on the next situation. Right now where we are is where we're going to enjoy I I had I learned that from them. And then as I got older, being away from it, I reverted back to old habits, which brought back other situations. Just go there. <laughs> First of all, where do we live when we get to the go back to the old habits? Man, old habits. I'm still in Wilson, but I'm traveling back and forth to Raleigh and Durham. Okay. And so during this process, I get a I get a call to go out with my first major artist. Okay. So I get that call and things are going great. And then the worst happens. You're no longer doing the, that particular situation anymore. Because again, I'm the type of person. I got to enjoy the moment, but I'm still looking over here. I was so busy looking over here that I didn't enjoy that moment. And when the devastation came, I was like, yo, what, what is this? Yeah. What, what am I going to do? Yeah. The moment I should have been enjoying, I was worried about the next situation. So now yeah. I'm taking my, my insecurities and everything that happened. I got to take it and hold on to it. And it lit me up. So were you, so you're doing this major gig. And then it, it's over. Oh, it's over. Where are your emotions? Everywhere. <laughs> emotions are everywhere because, again, I'm in the process of thinking about the next thing. I didn't enjoy it. Well, I enjoyed it, but I wasn't thinking about what, like, I'm here, I'm playing, I'm, I'm working, I'm working. Yeah. It was like, well, where, where's this next thing coming from? Yeah. So now I'm looking at the next thing, but the thing I'm on just shuts me down. Yeah. And it's like, yo, so, uh is are we dealing with the feeling of rejection? Oh, absolutely. I felt a hundred percent rejected because let's keep in mind, I during this process, I had already gotten the new show. I got the so, entire so, show. So just to, without naming names or tarrying, you're playing for this professional R and B artist. Mm-hmm. You're on a tour? No, at this time. We're just doing consistent dates out. But it's a not tour like, is coming. Like or was a, it just a, more? a solid run, like a, a, a solid okay, three okay. three months where we so knew you, everything. So was you going. do yeah. the run, y'all come home. They're preparing for the next run. Send you the show. Send me the show. You start learning the show. Start learning the show. And then you get an email. I don't even get an email. What did you get? I made the phone call. Sean, so you would not have known that you were fired. Or I would have told you at the last minute. Probably so. I, only reason I found out was because where the rehearsal was supposed to have been scheduled, I knew I needed a flight to get there. And you're like, I don't got no flight yet. I don't got no flight Because they ain't, show, they ain't, ain't nobody, no confirmation number. No ain't nobody said nothing. So you're trying to prepare to leave. You're like, where my flight stuff? Like, what's going sure on? Where are we at? And they, what they say? Uh, yeah, we're going to go in a different direction. Oh, I'm like. Tank, did you cry? Did I cry? I think I did more cussing than crying. Tank will cuss before he cry. That's I, facts. I will cry before I cuss and Tank will cuss before yeah, I think cry. I, I did more cussing and I think the cry came later because of not knowing a full reason. And sometimes you gotta be, you have to figure out how to be okay with not getting, getting a, full, a full answer to whatever the problem is. How did that, how did being let go from that gig affect you after that? Man, it 
tore me down. Mm. Confidence was on two. Confidence on two. And because I was sitting in this situation, believing that this situation was going to carry me to the next situation. Again, this is me looking ahead instead of being right here enjoying. All right, well, this this, this could potentially lead me here. So So you're thinking... This right here is the catalyst. That's going to spot the shoot. And that did not happen. It did not shoot at all, Doc. That boy. <laughs> Shot a blank. Boy, look here. Air. <laughs> Straight air. So listen, let's talk. I got to go. L.A. L.A. Because that's what all of it, the, the situation with that artist. Y'all, I'm sorry. I actually know Tank, so I can tell the story for real. <laughs> so I'm going to tell it to help y'all. The situation with that artist. Made you be like, I want to go a whole nother route. The whole nother route is I'm going to go to school. I'm going to go to school. So you go to L.A., you go to school. Because I missed out on school. Because he was with us. Yeah. Yeah, you would have went to college. And you decided, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to stick with him. I'm sticking with y'all. So then you get the chance. You're like, okay, this gig didn't go good. I didn't go to college because I was with the boys. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to go to school. How does that work out? School worked out great for what it was designed for. for. Okay. Um, me going into school, I've already been playing, so there wasn't, I ain't gonna say it wasn't nothing they could teach me about stuff. It was stuff that needed to be polished mm-hmm. in my playing, mm-hmm. um, reading for one, uh, definitely had to get back on reading because I, I could read, I can't read, I re- but I was reading saxophone charts most of the time. And so, um, trying to process that. So there's the getting better with music, getting better with playing, with uh click tracks getting better with listening to other genres because I've, I've been listening to John gen- a lot of different genres but there was some I was just clueless about yeah um so school was a plus um it helped me to just broaden my ear and give me some of my confidence back yeah some of it some of it back so at this point you're in school and you're sort of in a low place yeah because I'm I'm trying to find the next thing because you still at this point like what's next? I'm what's next? I'm tank, I should what, be tank, in, you should not be doing that, man. I should be in so school. You can, how old are you? Let's give them the timeline. How old and by you? this time I'm looking at twenty five. Tank is twenty five in school. He done helped us grow. He get with the big homies. The big homies lead to the big gig. The big gig gets shut down. He goes to school. He's still saying, What's next? What's next? And and that why not be content because i was always taught to do better to do greater you have a purpose this is what you need to be doing you got to be bigger than this next situation right so so now that's drilled in your head and that's how you're living yeah and i'm like i gotta get to this like i have to do this like it's everybody's watching again that's the pressure yeah okay go 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 that's the pressure of it because everybody's watching everybody has an expectation of you because you want to meet it yeah you have dedicated your life to, to meeting other people making sure that i satisfy other folks and how they view me and what they think my sh- my career should look like and what do you say today what would you say to that tank today man live in the moment get out of your head and and realize that where you are there are people who've been trying to get to that point and they may never get there and you're there like okay Tim, you've been a professional the whole time I've, and that's the hood wing <laughs> that's the hood wing right. right there you talking about getting to la 
and smooth jazz literally took off for me. Were you satisfied? I wasn't. Shine, because because of the rejection and feeling like it didn't have this official what is the word je ne sais quoi yeah. of a of, so a, you, of so, a look. So you on like you like get my bags off the get off the plane, get my bags off the tour bus, walk into the arena. That's what you own. Like you, that's what you own. Your mind, and you this, like and you like yeah. smooth jazz. Like smooth uh, jazz. But get this though, we still playing in front of like twenty thousand people. So what's the difference? Tank, you got to know that don't make sense now. It don't. It <laughs> didn't. But you got to remember where we came from and what we were looking up to. Yeah, because we watching the DVDs. We're watching so, so, all this stuff. Exp- okay, in our world, watching that stuff, we want to be musicians for a living. Right. And when you see that, that is the ultimate success. That is, that is success. That is, that is how I define my musical career for success. A major tour. A major like a, tour. A major arena tour. Yeah. Is the success. And here I am working with people who are charting on Billboard like crazy. Grammy nominations are killing the game. And I'm, I'm literally playing like, okay, so there's a Catalina Jazz Fest. Mm-hmm. I was... It was like my second year doing it, mm-hmm. and I played for every artist. And one night they had four artists. I was the for drummer for every artist that night. Uh, Marcus Anderson. <laughs> Shout out, Marcus. Uh, I think the violin player is Josh Vietti. Um, I think I feel like Nick Cole was on it, and somebody Nick else. Cole, man. This was this was like the killing the, it. The the young it was like the, was, yeah like yeah. the new young joint yeah like the new young people coming up I'm in smooth about jazz. Wife, I'm sorry. And literally, I'm playing for. As a matter of fact, is if anybody knows my Instagram, you will see where I put up the set list, and it's like forty songs. <laughs> That's crazy. But I wasn't content. I wasn't happy. So I'm going to fast forward again because we got to go do what we got to do. <laughs> we ain't rushing, y'all. We sorry. We ain't rushing. Nah. There's something that me and Tank have talked about that I want Tank to share with you guys before we leave. <laughs> Tank, What's I want up? you to share Ricky versus Tank. Ooh. Let's go. Ricky versus Tank. Shout out to my therapist. Uh her name is Rosemary Palmer. And I would tell anybody, kill the myth about not needing a therapist. Kill it. You have to find some way to vent and get these things out of your system. So my first session, the first thing she said was, who are you outside of music? Bomb. She dropped a bomb on you, dog. And I'm like, who am I outside of music? She's like, yeah. Like, who are you? She's like, from what I'm gathering and all the information I'm getting from you, there's Tank, there's Ricky. Who is Ricky? And guess what? I had not the slightest clue because for so long, Tank has always been entangled with Ricky. So whatever Tank was feeling, Ricky just tagged along and I didn't know who I was. I couldn't even tell you who I am, uh, who I was at that time outside of it. And I'm still learning now. Like I'm learning that Ricky is a sensitive cat. (laughs) He has like feelings. He's really like, don't get Tank. Tank can't be sensitive when he's making sure five and six other guys. Ah, uh, dude, it, we, sensitive. I gotta make sure they ain't sensitive. I, I gotta. We were definitely look, sensitive. I gotta put in work with there, and then even coming out from y'all, 
Tank is now on his own in a whole new state and city. Yes, because when a I different moved, time zone. Yeah, I'm, I'm when I moved to Cali, there was I had like one person that I knew. I think Cornelius was living out there. Shout out Cornelius again. But of course, we're working, we're living two different lives, so we couldn't hang out all the time. So yeah. it was just me. So I go from being the big brother, being the little brother, to being on your own. So you, so now I'm back process, at the beginning. So I'm back at the beginning. So now I'm here. But instead of it being me figuring out who Ricky is, it is now Tank leading the catalyst because my career is in the forefront. My career is what I want to pop off. So everybody I meet, I'm Tank. Everything I do is Tank. I, if I have a problem and I come back home, Tank had the problem, but Ricky going to catch it with a, whatever situation is going on. And I did not know I had that problem until I got with my therapist. I didn't realize that I did not know how to separate the two. Learning that Ricky is sensitive. Learning that Ricky wants to feel a certain amount of respect from Tank, which is which is crazy to say. No, it is not. <laughs> when you sit down and like explain that. I want Tank is this guy who's played and done a whole lot of stuff, but Ricky has been the heart behind all of it. But he ain't, ain't no respect on his name there's, though. There's no respect Cause on Tank. Tank going too hard. Tank is <laughs> Tank is out here. Tank is running. Tank is gigging every night. He's talking to these people, talking to this. But Ricky is like, dog, I'm here with the heart that's giving you the heart and the desire to do it. Because yeah. without the first, without Ricky first hearing about playing drums or getting into drums, there is no Tank. Yes. And so, so I, what would you say to people out there that are? Career driven to a fault. Man, I would tell them, check yourself. And when I say check yourself, check yourself to the point where I need to know that can I live without this career if I needed to? Can I still function? Can I still live a healthy life without this career? Because if your career is all that's driving you, if something happens, me not having that gig anymore how am i going to respond to that had i had ricky in line understanding that i was ricky's enough ricky can sustain ricky can manage ricky can make it through this life if the career of tank does not continue ricky can go on because ricky has learned how to love himself he's also learned how to do other things outside of what just music and drums is so I'm not telling anybody, don't chase your dreams, don't follow your career. But if your career dictates how your life goes, check it. You have to check it. And I had a huge reality check that Tank in this career of being a drummer was literally tearing my life all to pieces. What is the relationship between <coughs> Tank and Ricky now? Man, there's respect. Mm, mutual respect mutual respect and it sounds like everybody's like are you talking in two different it really (laughs) is your ego can become a drug to your life and tank was a drug so tank is the ego tank is the ego sheesh sheesh tank is a super like this hey i'm tank bro but i don't you know i'm I'm not like that but but i know you i know what you mean so now with them it's like Tank does not move without making sure Ricky's okay with the move. If 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 it doesn't feel right to him, because again, that's the heart. That is the foundation of Ricky is who I am. Yes. Before anybody started calling me Tank, they knew me as Ricky. 
So if Ricky doesn't feel like it's a good situation, then Tank doesn't move. Man, realizing that Tank was leading with the concept of what's next. Ricky is leading with what's healthy for you. Mm. Like what's going to be the situation that you can come out and still be fine. Yeah. Tank will be ready to run and hop. Tank, this is, Tank doesn't care no. about Ricky. No. So Tank doesn't care if he tear Ricky life all to pieces and as long as we still gigging. As long as we gigging, Doc. As long as seven days a week I'm on some drums and doing something, Tank is fine. But okay, one more thing. One more thing before we go. How has that affected your relationships? Oh, uh, man. <laughs> relationships, it, it, uh, it hit hard. Yeah. It hit hard because I was bringing Tank back to the house of Ricky or the home of Ricky. Mm. And I was reacting from what Tank was dealing with to whatever situation happened. Whether So be- Ricky is living. Ricky's living. And when something happens with Ricky, Tank responds. Yeah. Shine Tank, a little light. And Tank is brash. Tank is quick to say stuff. Tank will cut people off and not hear the totality of everything. And it's like, dog, you, you are murdering stuff right now. You are smacking yourself in the face so bad. But because I didn't understand it and because that's how I've, I've lived my life for so long that my career and Tank is the, that's the important one. Because without him, is no, no, if Ricky ain't together, there is no Tank. There is no Tank. So, please, gentlemen, ladies, to anyone, just check it. Check the ego. You may not have a Ricky and Tank situation. You just may have a situation where your career is just running. Check it. It's not worth your peace of mind. At the end of the day, being famous, having the recognition doesn't mean nothing if you ain't got the sense and the mind to deal with life. And I had to learn that the absolute hard way. Like depression suicidal thoughts like it's hey, we're big. not going to I don't care we're going to get to the thing late okay talk go ahead man just the, the concept of not feeling enough Tank didn't feel enough in his situation so it came to Ricky and Ricky wasn't able to stand to fight it because I hadn't been feeding him so Tank is jacking up stuff and now Ricky is depressed Ricky's depressed because I hadn't been giving Ricky what he needed to sustain through any of this stuff. So what's break it down. What's happening? The man, depression stage. What are we feeling? What are we thinking? What is the days looking like when you waking up? Man, I'm gonna tell you what's so bad about depression for me. Depression was still being a functioning musician. I would be on stages playing, smiling, having fun, but depressed because I'm still looking for that next big thing and it hasn't happened. I'm depressed because so I don't gonna, feel like I'm, I'm there. I'm going to play through it. I'm going to play through it. And I, I I kept just sweeping it under the rug. And I, I've, I saw this quote. I can't remember who it was. But it says, sweeping stuff under the rug, it literally becomes your foundation. Because I'm just sweeping it and letting it sit. So now it's staying. It's just growing. Growing. Now it's a part of my foundation. So this depression, this me looking for the next big thing, me trying to move to the next level, and I'm feeling like it's not happening. Like, what is it? Why is it that I'm doing this? And I'm Tank is like, yeah, we, I got to figure this out. But Ricky is hurting mm. because it's not happening for Tank. 
Yeah. Yeah. So to it gets to the point where you say, I may not want to live anymore. Man. How that bad? What is that bad, Tank? What's that bad is that Tank was taking surrounding with people. You know, I have relationships with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so I celebrate what they're doing. I'm happy for what they're doing. I don't have a problem with them and what they're doing. My issue is why isn't it me? So will it ever be me? Will I ever get that? Why can't it happen? Why am I walking in on situations where I just heard that what's the ultimate, like one of the biggest things that crushed me Well, two things that crushed me. One was going into an audition and talking to who's a homie of mine that already had the gig and this was just a cattle call for a TV show. That's trash. So to to, to make that clear, an artist does an audition for a band, but a band is already hired. Oh. But so the audition is just for optics. It's so they can bring a camera and show all the wonderful people standing outside. To build hype around whatever the tour whatever, is that we're auditioning coming up. for. What's the second one? The second one is uh, going through an audition and you making it as far as you can make it. Mm-hmm. You get the calls. You know people connected to stuff. You good. Mm-hmm. And you do not get it. But you don't get it. Not because you messed up something. You don't get it off an image situation. You don't look the part? I reminded someone of someone. Wow. You remind me of someone. Therefore, I don't need that memory on my stage. You killed it, but my my mind can't handle that. So now, okay, it makes sense. So now you're in your head like, I'll never be enough. But the sad part is, yes, I'm thinking that. But the sad part is, I'm still working my tail off. That's the, that's, that's the thing that is blowing my mind. It's like the whole t- they laughing at me. You work. He's never not working. Never not working. But there's not enough gr- tank. Why are we not grateful, man? Because it's not what I wanted. Mm. It's not the dream that I had set for myself. It's not what tank deems as being worthy to tell my homies or my family or people back home. I'm doing this. Oh, yeah. Because again, I'm Tank. Tank has this. So image. you want a you want a status symbol gig? You don't want consistent to, work to a degree. That's it. I want to be recognized. Tank want to be recognized for this situation, not realizing there's so much recognition already going on. But because I'm uncomfortable with myself, yeah. not happy with what's going on, I don't take the time to realize that. I just realized, probably a couple of months ago. Some of the influence I have, I just realized it. It is great. I've always known it, but I understand how you could be in it and not see it. Yeah. So I too close to the mirror, Doc. The secret <laughs> juice. So Tank, you know we played for her too. See, that's <laughs> what I'm saying, bro. That's another prime example. That is somebody's hero, bro. I we le- have done a lot. We have done a lot of stuff, okay. bro. We just gotta go. We just gonna be late. Number one. We've done a lot of stuff that other people would love to do. Number two, we've been in situations where we influenced what everybody else was doing. 
Yeah. Number three. We've been musicians full time with no other jobs for most of our life. Hey, look at it. Decades. Crazy. And then Tank, but Tank like, nah. Tank is like, nah. That ain't it. Forget that. Tank Tank is like, nigga. So let's go back to it. So then you get to a place where you're like, forget it. Yeah. And, th- and that's because situations happening that Ricky wasn't prepared for. Mm-hmm. So now Ricky has this devastating blow mm-hmm. that takes him all the way out because he hasn't had a chance to prepare because he's been trying to protect and carry Tank. So when this blow happens, not only now am I dealing with the situation I got <laughs> going on, I'm dealing with the music and I'm dealing with my life. So that So you saying, you saying getting to the place of having suicidal thoughts was now Tank and uh, now Ricky got hit. Yeah. Ricky hit. Ricky's hit. Tank Tank been not sweet. Tank is just running but wild. But now Ricky hit. Ricky's so guess hit. what? You are Ricky and Tank. If they both hit, what for? Done. I get it. Done. So you're talking about taking a hit with Ricky and having that unfulfillment with Tank mixed in at the same time. And my head was so far gone. I'm not even... I don't, some people will be like, huh, really? And you were still playing? I still did a gig after that. This is this is how bad the concept of Ricky and Tank is so crazy with me. In the midst of wanting to take my life. You still went gig. I still God, did gig. So Tank. Tank, that's crazy. Jacked up, whole nine, still trying to go play some drums somewhere, man. So, for people who have had experiences where they got low enough to want to take their own life. The fact that you did not do that, what would you say? Man, the fact that I didn't do it is because I had friends and family that I were able that I was able to talk to. And they pointed out that we all have low points. Yes, Lord. And is that low point worth you not being here? Is that low point worth the pain you will cause? The people that truly love you. Yes. And I'm I'm like, well, they ain't going through it. Like, they're not going through what you're going through. But when you do this, Th- they got it. So at first you were like, but they 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 story ain't my story. And they, they don't understand. They don't understand. So- they don't understand how, how Tank ain't getting what he really wants and how a pillar in Ricky's life okay. is no longer okay. there. Yeah. So uh, okay, I'm gonna go back because this is good. Is Tank's behavior connected to only child syndrome? Mm, man, probably so. Because there was a lot of things, even with me doing the counseling and discovering that I was holding some stuff in concerning how my childhood went. See, we have to talk. <laughs> okay, so we have to talk about it. Yeah. Okay, what about it? Man, you got to think about it. I'm an only child. And everything we do revolves around church. Everything. I'm talking about from sun up to sun down. So you're resentful. I had yeah, I had resentment. I definitely had resentment. So you grow up and you like, I'm going to work hard to reverse everything that I had no choice. Because yeah. I got choices now. I'm making my own decisions. Yeah. And the, the things I felt I missed out on. So you had FOMO too. Mm-hmm. Got to my <laughs> Absolutely. So, Tank, I under that's 
I understand listening to your story. I understand the buildup and anticipation that leads you to the place of expecting a certain thing and your response to not getting it. Because when you, y'all have to remember, for those of you that did not grow up with us, Tank's dad is the guy, (laughs) right? So Tank. Wilson's finest. So here's the thing. Tank becomes the guy. And then he gets us. He's really the guy because he pulled this off. And these jokers Uh, ain't playing. So Tank. Sidebar. Do you realize we made people change how they set their charts up? Yeah. Because yes, we would go. We we had a certain stage plot that we did. we had a stage plot. We would go to churches. It don't look like ours at we all. Come back in like a couple of months, and it looked just like it. Yeah, uh, that's more that, than one church. For those who don't realize, when we say there was an influence there, there was an influence with my dad and how he did things. Yes, and so you are taking this there, mm-hmm. thinking. That this will just be another level of that. Yep. I've been the guy. Been so the guy. I'm just going to go over there and continue to be the guy. Continue to be that guy. And. No, sir. <laughs> missed. Missed. <laughs> You're through. You're through. <laughs> You're through. I was through. I, I, I literally was through because I hadn't prepared Ricky for that move. Yeah, man. I hadn't built him up to. Go to the next level and take the rejection. Yes. Lord. So Tank, now mind you, Tank is still hurt, but Tank still want to go. Yes, Lord. He ain't gonna stop. So the emotion. So Ricky st- is it, Ricky still yeah. slowing Tank. Ricky is like <laughs> Ricky still today. No, today not Ricky. Okay, Ricky. Ricky. He Ricky got it. He is, got it. Ricky is the guy that says, you know what? Tank, chill. Tank. <laughs> it don't matter. Chill out. <laughs> it don't it don't matter if you don't get that next major gig. Yeah. It doesn't matter if this situation doesn't go this way because if I never get it, am I gonna be happy and content with just living my life? Yes. And that's the best the best okay, instead of me saying it, I'm gonna ask you. What are three things, if you can, that what are three ways that you rede- that you deal with rejection now? Man, three ways I deal with rejection. The ultimate way for me is understanding that it wasn't for me. More so than having three different ways or trying to make myself cope with it, I realized it wasn't for me. One of the analogies I use sometimes, it's not an analogy, it's kind of how I think of things. You ever been running late? Mm -hmm. And when you're running late for something, it seems like everything is stopping you from getting out the door. Yeah, the, the, the light's running longer. All the cars are driving slower than normal. And then when you get down the road, there's a major accident. (laughs) If you were on time, you could have been in an accident. So I look at it where if it was my time to do it, then it would be smooth, right? If I got there and it wasn't right for me, I'm now in that accident. So I'm okay with the rejection because that rejection is saving me. It protected me from the accident. It protected me from it. So I don't look at it as a rejection. I look at it as protected. Yeah. I got protected. Like there's so many things I look back at that I didn't get a chance to do. 
unprotected. Yes. Yes. Unprotected. I'm literally protected. Dude, do you know how many things that I wish I would have done? And now I look at my life and I'm so happy that it didn't happen. But I never thought about it like that. I'm protected, bro. We think it's rejected. Because she used to tell me that. That's why she's shaking her head. We think it's rejection, but it's protection. I've, I've been protected, and I had to realize That's that. dumb crazy. Yeah. So now when something doesn't go right, when it's time for me to leave, I don't trip because I'm like, there may be an accident I'm, I'm protected from. So if I didn't get this right away, that means whatever was in that situation was what probably going to tear, tear me up. The where I couldn't function, I couldn't move. I've been protected, so I don't look at the rejection as a hurt. That's that's just like when we always hear, "There's never a failure; it's only a lesson." Yeah, same thing. Exactly. I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm not resentful. I'm not hurting. I'm being protected from something that would tear my life all to pieces. So I'm protected. I'm. I'm okay. Y'all, we out. <laughs> For sure, we out. I, that's it. That's the thing. Yeah. So don't look at it as it's not meant for you. You've been protected for something. And what comes is going to be the most amazing thing in so your life. Sweeter. It's going to be so much sweeter. Yep. Those are two things I would say take away from this. You're protected. And that, man, enjoy the moment. Do not do what I did. Don't have all these great opportunities. And in those opportunities, I did not enjoy it. I got to see places that people dream about seeing. I got to play and work with people who are absolutely amazing. But because I felt the way I felt, I did not enjoy it. And if I can go back and do it again, I would have enjoyed the shine out of all of that stuff. Yeah, man. I really would have. Yeah. So if I had to do it over again, that is the biggest thing. I would enjoy it. It's not about the journey that I took to get there. I would have figured out a way to enjoy it. Yeah, man. So enjoy And you're protected. That's it, y'all. Peace.